Today, a special episode of Return to Reason, where knowledge and wisdom intersect. The freedom movement in Canada has encouraged so many around the world with many other freedom movements. And uh, so my guest today is a doctor from New Zealand, Dr. Sam Bailey, who is a general practitioner and research physician and the co-author of Virus Mania, who a couple of years ago when the COVID pandemic hit, she began to dive in and do a lot of serious research and found a lot of holes in the COVID narrative. Well, Dr. Bailey, it's great to have you with us today. It is such a pleasure to be able to speak with you, Leon. Thank you. Now, diving right into this topic, uh, it's a thick book that you guys put out on virus and <laughs> the viruses, but I found it fascinating. And uh, why did you write the book? What was the purpose of that book? Yes, so Virus Mania, I agree. It, it was For me, it was one of the top 10 books I've ever, I've ever read in my life as well. It's, it's such an amazing book. And I think really it was to illustrate how the relationship between viruses, contagion, there's this certain recipe that people can see, um, which has happened with COVID-19, which is the industry drives fear and that makes people of contagion. And then there's the drive for products such as vaccines and treatments and what have you. And, and COVID-19 is the version 2.0 <laughs> of something of really um, what AIDS and HIV was like originally. And they use the same kind of um, uh, mechanism where journalists, mainstream media, governments, a lot of money is involved and you can see how a pandemic is created. And unfortunately, people are, are terrified of, of contagion of germs and that's it's to try and enlighten people that there isn't something you need to be scared of. Wow. Well, it's been a couple years, more than a couple years. And I mean, I've never seen so much fear uh, being, you know, just touted from every microphone, every leader. It just seems to be the, the rule of the day. And so, yeah, that's so fear. Fear is a big issue. That's for sure. Absolutely. And I, I think we can't underestimate. And, you know, when you first start, I, I don't know about you, Leon, but when, when this first happened, I had the sense that something was very deeply wrong, like a sense that almost of evil was happening. And you, you, you're trying to make sense of it in your mind of why do I have this feeling? And I went back and did the research in the early papers of what came out of Wuhan. And you realize that this pandemic that we're having is really what my co-author calls a PCR pandemic, a testing pandemic, and we're not seeing any real new disease, but it's it's propagated in people's minds by fear in mainstream media. And I think the reason that COVID-19 has happened is that mainstream media have been on board with it. Previously, they weren't, and and now they 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 propagate what governments want them to, and um, and we have what we have seen today. Well, there's a lot of people I'm noticing in, you know, as I listen and study scientists, doctors around the world who are saying something like that, some derivative of that totally. And uh, so then all of these people in your mind 
that have been getting sick or dying, that's not a new virus? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I believe it's not a new illness. Um, and, and this gets into germ theory, which is a whole other massive topic. And I'd encourage people to look into this if they terrain versus germ theory. But essentially, the um, even the Cochrane collaboration, which is a very well-established scientific um, publication, have said that there are no specific signs or symptoms for the condition COVID-19. What we're seeing is reclassification, rebranding of other illnesses with what we and really what we're seeing is an, a pandemic of a new test, the PCR test, and the way that that was created. Um, it's 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 not a test for a disease; it's an amplification tool. So, um, yeah, I think it's horrible to kind of realise that so many of us have been tricked. And people often say, why haven't doctors spoken out? You know, why aren't more doctors speaking out? Why are people going along with this? And I think also people have to realise, particularly the public, that doctors can't speak out, that you lose your licence. And I know that's the same in both Canada and in New Zealand. Um, you cannot go against um, the narrative. So have you had any um, problems in dealing with this or getting out on YouTube or... Absolutely. Yeah, this is how my whole my whole journey started, Leon. I, um, I, I was, I'm a mainstream doctor. I um, went to medical school, did my thing, and I've worked in clinical trials actually for a very long time. And I, I started making YouTube videos. And, um, and anyway, I came across Virus Mania, the book, and this is early in 2020, and it completely... It completely changed me. It, I had a paradigm shift about medicine and about what was really going on. And uh, this, I made these themes in my videos. I got into big trouble <laughs> with one of my videos. Um, and literally two weeks later, I was told not to come into a job that I'd had for 12 years. I had um, an investigation by the medical council. They said that I was spreading misinformation, um, fear about, uh, I was a public health risk talking about COVID-19 and, um, and I had smear articles done about me, um, the works, the fact check article. And when you go through that, um, yeah, you come out the other side and I feel like I've followed my truth that I, I, I won't be silenced. Nobody can tell me what to think or what, what I should say. I think one of the, the greatest evils in the midst of all of this is censorship is this inability to have uh, people disagree and talk rather than if you disagree with a mainstream narrative, you are simply outed. You, are, you lost your career, your job, you're made to look foolish. Um, that in itself uh, makes everybody who is a thinking person, by that I mean you think for yourself. It's, it's actually a novel thought for a lot of people to um, you know, think for yourself. And uh, be skeptical. Like that was one of the things I was going to ask you. Was it like people? Why aren't people more skeptical when it comes to experts and governments? And the word expert doesn't even mean anything anymore with what's gone down the last couple of years. Yeah, do you know it's a really good question, Leon. I think um, I think particularly with virology, it's because it's very complicated and hard to understand and. I, I never questioned it, you know. I, I went to medical school. Whatever I was taught, I 
I accepted because I thought, well, someone must have done this. I never looked into things myself until 2020. And that's when I realized there were some huge gaping holes. And even for doctors, 99% of doctors can't, unfortunately, can't, they can't read these papers where all everything's based from. So even if they wanted to, you have to spend, you know, months trying to sort of come to, to come to grips with it. So it's the easiest thing is to appeal to experts and say, well, this person, person X is saying that this is what's happening. So I guess that's what's happening. And part of what I do now is I make videos to try and help people um, to explain what's going on in more simple language um, and to try and remove that fear because that's what's driving all of this. No, that's very true. I noticed it in that book that they talk about going back to the very foundation of viruses, period. You know, who discovered it? What are they? And uh, it, one of the things I read in the book um, at the beginning was the purpose for the book. And I liked the purpose. I'm, you know, it said the central aim of the book is to steer the discussion back to a real scientific debate and put medicine back on the path of an impartial analysis of the facts. It will put medical experiments, clinical trials, statistics, and government policies under the microscope, revealing that the people charged with protecting our health and safety have deviated from this path. That's a very interesting statement. I know, and it's powerful, isn't it? And it's it's true. And I think what is lovely about Virus Mania is it's a positive book. It's not something that you read and you feel, oh my gosh, I, I can't take this. It's something where you, it peels back the layers and you see, and you can understand it about what happens with some of these early scientific experiments and how they were fraudulent. <laughs> I mean, that's not, there's a lot of corruption that goes on and and um but when you it's not written you don't have to be a doctor or scientist to understand it anybody can read the book and it removes that fear goes back through the history and it goes through all the pandemics and you can see how COVID-19 happened it didn't just happen by accident this this is this has been coming for a long time and once you remove that illusion of what's really going on, you can take back control of your own health and you realize you don't, you don't need to listen to what we've been told by mainstream media. One of the things I've noticed when I was going through it was this whole purpose of get healthy, get your immune system up, that's crucial. Um, and rather than just having a silver bullet for everything where you get a vaccine, you get a drug, and you no longer have a problem with this issue. But it's far more complex than that. Like, if am I saying this right? That if a person is run down, unhealthy, doesn't exercise, doesn't eat right, stressed out, and they get sick, and some drug is supposed to fix them, even if it does fix them, they're still run down, not eating right, not exercising. They're going to get sick again anyway. So there is no silver bullet. Is that 100%. correct? 100%. A hundred percent, Leon. And, and I think what you're really describing is, is germ theory versus terrain theory. And, and just very briefly, what germ theory is, is this idea that there's one microbe, one organism, it could be a virus, a bacteria, fungus, causes one disease, and there's usually one treatment. So for example, I would say COVID-19, SARS-CoV-2, the virus, is supposed to be the, 
the pathogen causes COVID-19, a disease, and the treatment is, is the vaccine. And um, whereas terrain theory is this concept that the, the environment comes first, like a plant, you know, I, I love nature, I love, I love gardening. If you have a, like a lemon tree, you have to look at everything. You have to look at the soil, soil conditions, how much water it's getting, how much sunlight, um, you know, what, uh, and, and then if the, if the lemon tree gets sick, then the microbes come and their job is to help clean things up. It's not, they're not causing the disease of the plant. And like you say, as, as people, we need to look after our terrain, our bodies. This is what God's given us. And we have to uh, manifest in all sorts of ways. And, and I think also psychologically, um, and you can see why people, so many people have been sick, especially the elderly, where they've been trapped in this narrative of fear, lockdowns, um, you know, they hardly need any stress. They basically are far less resilient elderly people to psychological fear than, um, than the younger cohorts um, of people. So, you know, you're six times more likely to, to get sick if you're more elderly under the same conditions of stress. So locking people down um, is going to just cause people to get sick, period, isn't it? Absolutely. And what we need, you know, we need our sunshine, we need our, our vitamin D, all the things that we know make us healthy. I mean, these crazy mandates where you can't go to the gym, you can't do exercise, but you can go to McDonald's and it's, it's all this upside down world of what is health. And um, really health is so simple at the end of the day of what, how you can control it and look after your terrain. Yeah. One of the things they say in the book is like basically follow the money. Um, money is, uh, you know, someone's making an awful lot of money somewhere. Find out who that is, track that back and begin this investigation on your own. And I think that's what, is that, is that what you did when you begin to kind of, you said in that 2020 kind of wake up? Absolutely. I mean, I, I was really deeply asleep, <laughs> if I'm honest, you know, it, it, it was, um, but that fear, that sense that <clears throat> something's deeply, deeply wrong, like, I, I, and I'm, I know that we all had that feeling, um, it, and, but I, I, I couldn't let it rest, I had to follow it, and you're right, it was something that if you follow the money, these people that are involved are making an enormous amount of money. And uh, I mean, even for example, genomic sequencing, where they come up with these, you know, the sequences of what are supposed to be these viruses. This is a multi-billion dollar industry in itself. And, um, you know, why wouldn't people be, you know, the industry players be promoting this? Um, it, it's, it's to do with money. Wow. The, um, you you highlight some ways that pharmaceutical companies can manipulate data uh, to get the result that they're after. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, th this is really interesting because I think people, again, don't really understand, for example, with clinical trials, how they work. And coming from some coming from clinical trials, I you do things honestly as a doctor mm. and nurses. It's not to say that they're, they're, everyone's in on it. You don't, it doesn't work that way. But Big Pharma, remember, they control all of the data for these studies. So, for example, for the, for the vaccine, you know, gene therapy trials, they, they control the data. They control what you see. You can't, you can't access that raw data. And 
um, there are other really good books actually that talk about this, but we do in Virus Mania too, where this data is manipulable and you can change things. The arms of who's in one arm of a, of a cohort versus another. And, and that's actually happened with um, some of these, the vaccine trials um, and therefore create the answer of what you want, the outcome. And even what we've been told for so long, it's 95% effective, these vaccines. They don't tell you the absolute reduction risk, which is really what you want to know, which is that it's 0.84 or 0.87% risk reduction. It's nothing. So then people really are the ones who suffer at the end of all this, because we're not talking about treating a tree or or redesigning a house or a fence. We're talking about what people are taking from medications, injections, etc. And uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've got friends who, who will go on a drug for something, and then I'll talk to them a little while later, and they have to take another one to look after uh, what it's doing to them on the bad side, and then a third one, and pretty soon they're on these host of drugs. And I see that a lot. Exactly. And and I've really, I've personally shifted from someone that I, I used to myself just take paracetamol, you know, uh, acetaminophen um, if I had a headache. Now I don't do that. I, I think, why? Why am I not feeling well? What's happening in my body? And um, realize too that our bodies want to be chemical free. As soon as you take a tablet, what your body's trying to do is get rid of it. It doesn't, it doesn't want it in there. And, um, and it's just having that shift of thinking, actually, my body has everything in it. Nature can help me. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, so you're right. People do get sick. And, and, and side effects and medications are very real. I mean, I think the third leading cause of death over everything is pharmaceuticals, is one of the, is the top causes of death. So it's in the top three per reasons for all deaths is yeah. the side effects of the drugs that you're being put on or the meds. Yeah, it's pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, so you guys have heard down there about the Freedom Convoy. Oh my gosh. It is the, do you know, I really, I want to give a shout out to all the, um, all the truckers. They are the most amazing people and, and the Canadians supporting them completely. We have been, New Zealand has been inspired um, by this movement and we have our own movement and it's it's really gaining traction which is so exciting well, what's happening there fill me in yeah so uh, our capital city wellington um what happened from the trucker convoy is all the the same we had truckers go to our main center which is on in part of the north island i'm in the south island and so we have to go on a, on a ferry and things like that to get there but um What's happened is there's a huge, you know, thousands and thousands of protesters surrounding Parliament, and they're trying everything to stop them. Um, but uh, one thing that's brilliant that we have, which I think is a slight advantage over Canada, Australia, where these same movements are happening, is that we don't have the same police force, military. Uh, the head of the police has said, you know, that people are protesting peacefully and they don't want to intervene so um by the day more and more people are, are going to support there and the public have their support so it's it's amazing wow we were talking earlier a little bit about um 
colleagues and doctors and researchers. So in 2020, when you first started sharing and talking about some of these things, uh, and then you were kind of outed and attacked, did you begin to find uh, a whole nother group of doctors, researchers, um, who are of the same mind? Because some people think that it's just the odd person who is a doctor or a scientist. Uh, what did you find in your research about how many people are not for what's going on? Over time, what happened in New Zealand is a, a group in New Zealand formed what we call New Zealand Doctors Speaking Out With Science. And the um, once that formed, it really started to build momentum and I'd already, luckily, because of the internet, I'd already connected up with a lot of other doctors that were speaking out and getting camaraderie that way. But, I mean, you can look at things like the Great Barrington Declaration, and there are thousands and thousands and thousands of scientists, doctors, public health researchers um, that are speaking out and don't agree with what's going on. Um, it's not this, you know, minority that, that that I think the mainstream media portray and um, having that group of um, very strong doctors that and they've lost their jobs I mean most pretty much all of them have lost have been suspended their licenses are gone they can't work but they are passionate and they know we all do that you have to speak out if you want to stop this this is the power that we've been given of our voice yeah if truth doesn't prevail. I mean, the whole truth. And if people aren't sure what it is, then let's just make sure that we have great debates in the public forum. Uh, then everybody can just watch and listen because we have some that's saying, okay, well, they're right. Why are you guys against it? And others saying, well, no, there's thousands and thousands of brilliant minds that are saying this is the wrong way to deal with it. And then people are picking a side. But we shouldn't have to do that if in the public forum we could have brilliant minds sit down and, and debate it. What in the world happened to just good, healthy debate so we could all learn? I agree. Uh, and it's something, even if you try, I've tried. I've tried to say, let's talk about this. Let's do a debate. It, won't, it doesn't happen. They basically the other side and I hate using that but it's we're all the same but the people that uh having a different opinion don't won't debate you um and I think it's fear you know that that drives that uh I don't mind I never have if people have different opinions to me <laughs> I, I love that it, it, it makes me work harder and try and find the truth myself and you know Thankfully, in some ways, even though this has been awful, I'm grateful that COVID-19 happened because it, for me, it personally woke me up to a much bigger, the world of what was going on, what was behind this. And um, yeah, and it, what's lovely too, Leon, is I think every day people are waking up. You, you see at these protests, it's not just like... It's funny, it's not a small group of one type of person. This is a cross-section of people that are there who know that this is wrong, these mandates. They can't do this. Um, and on lots of different levels, you know, why, why am I being told that I can't work unless I, I am injected? Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's great to just see the cross-section of, of every human soul, um, yeah. you know, that is saying no we're not we're not doing this 
Yeah, I've heard so many people say that, you know, in our interviews that, you know, it's not just this COVID-19 and these mandates, they're, they're crucial that they come to an end. Um, but that there's a whole bigger picture here people need to wake up to. And, uh, you know, like the book addresses, it needs to be, you know, people need to read it and, and judge it for themselves when it comes to viruses. And, and then we need to take a look at, I mean, governments. So you feel very positive. Like I've talked to people who are very negative. It's almost like uh, everything is over and done, but you're noticing that day by day, week by week, the word is getting out, like be skeptical and start do your own research. Definitely, Leon. No, I, I, I'm a positive person by nature. <laughs> That's what my videos are partly about. But um, I, I think, yeah, I, I've, I have noticed it myself. I mean, 2020, like I say, it was a lonely time. But I, um, you, you, I think what's lovely is that um, it doesn't. It's, it's amazing. It's, for everyone, it's slightly different what wakes them up, and and I've seen the shift. And definitely, I can feel it in the in the air at the moment in New Zealand. There is a shift, and uh, people are are not happy with what's been going on. And it feels it really is great gaining momentum. So, of course, I think we'll win this because it's horrible. But this is a war. It's a war we can't see. There's no soldiers or bullets or tanks, but there is this war going on. And um, once you see it, really see it. You can, you have all the power. I mean, I, I just, I say to people, I've never, my family have never gone along with any of it. We, we don't do it. And, and and I think that's the best policy is that to be a, a conscientious objector <laughs> to the viral myth. And, um, and once you do that, you take back all your power. People only have power over you if you let them. Yeah, that's very true. So, is mainstream media there, like the big news outlets, are, are they, are you noticing that they're not really saying the whole truth on a lot of things? Definitely. And there are, I mean, for example, the New Zealand government um, gave a journalism fund to all the big uh, mainstream media in New Zealand. I think it was, you know, for 52 million or something like that. Um, so they have to say what the government want them to. It's, it's propaganda. And, so all um, of your big um, news were given money. Yes. See that same thing happened yeah, they, in Canada. Six hundred million went to the uh, over six hundred million went to uh, all the big mainstream news uh, television outlets. Exactly, and this is why your work, Leon, is so important because the the independent media, the people that are saying something different, that aren't paid <laughs> to say something, and and I think yeah, again, a lot of New Zealanders are blind to that. They don't see that um, that literally the, the 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 mainstream media outlets were dying, that they were all having major problems that you know were on the brink of bankruptcy, um, and you, you know stuff which is a major media. Um, like a, a newspaper type, um, but it's online as well, organization, they were sold for a dollar, <laughs> you know, and anyway, and then got pumped up with money from the New Zealand government. And you you can't trust this information that's coming when they're, when they're literally paid to promote the vaccine. Uh, it's, and it's, it's horrible, but um, I, I always say, please just turn off turn off the radio, turn off your, you know, the TV station, because it's just, it's garbage. It's propaganda. 
and it keeps you in this fear narrative um, rather than what we should. We should be free and, 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 you know, not be exposed to that. So what are the restrictions now? Like, what's it like in New Zealand? What have you kind of come through? What did they, what were the mandates, lockdowns? What, what, what was it like there? Yeah, so in the beginning in 2020, it was severe. We had a very severe early, you know, lockdown, the two weeks to flatten the curve, if you remember. Um, and the we couldn't do anything. You, you Masks came in very late for us, which was interesting. So I think that really came in in 2021, where it was um, on buses and airplanes and things originally, but hardly, like day to day, it was like normal. You couldn't, you wouldn't know anything was going on. Um and yeah, and we had these sort of incremental severe lockdowns where you can't travel anywhere, you're kind of locked in your, you can go to your house, the supermarket, that sort of thing. People are social distancing and totally freaking out. Um, now what's happened is, you know, leading up to Christmas, it was this, uh, the vaccine passes were coming. So by, by December, we had vaccine passes, which was a massive shift. So they brought in, kind of face masks mandatory everywhere and and what's always sad is it happens overnight like I, you think that because we hadn't had masks that we wouldn't be like that but it literally people just do it um testing frenzies so now to go to a restaurant cafe you have to have you know vaccine passport um we've got masks in all the schools um you know i think ages uh it might be eight and up children have to wear face masks um and yeah there's but what's interesting again and i you know how you can't predict these things that are going to happen but people aren't lots of people have these fake vax passes and I, i've never done it because i don't feel just on a ph philosophical level i don't want to endorse something that is like fascism <laughs> um i won't do it but the um uh, in terms of the what we're seeing is people don't want to go to these businesses that have the vax passes because they don't want to be tagged there as you know having visited if there's a contact and then they're stuck at you know home and so um there's this really interesting reverse thing that's going on where people aren't doing the the vax passes uh, um yeah and obviously businesses are a major trouble uh there's just been economic ruin from from this, particularly in the hospitality the tourism industry, that's huge in New Zealand, and it's it's completely dead. Um, our main, one of the main, it's a beautiful town. I don't know if you, if you went there, Leon, um, Queenstown. It's just so picturesque and beautiful, and um, you know they're in dire straits. Um, basically, they're you know completely reliant on um, on tourism, and it, I think most of the businesses are will be closed next year. There's just nothing happening. And our provinces here in Canada now, our premiers are saying, okay, it's done. There's no more codes needed in this province. Other ones are following suit. Um, and I think what you said earlier is right, is that, you know, the fear is being attacked um, by truth. Because if things continue the way they are, none of us wants to live that way. We, we want freedom. We want to make our own decisions. And so Oops. I think that everyone's catching on. Absolutely. And, and like you say, the um, I think the protests, because we've had a lot of court cases that have happened trying to stop what's going on, and none of them, none of them have worked. But this movement, which was started from the amazing truckers in Canada, you know, has completely, this has been the closest thing. 
where um, you can see Jacinda Ardern is shaken, you know, in these interviews. She is there, there she's under, I, I can't, I would not want to be her. <laughs> the pressure that, you know, she must be under. I, I, um, I, I don't have any sympathy. But it's, um, yeah, it's really starting to show that, oh, but, you know, you can see the narrative changing. Oh, we might be able to roll back some of these mandates because, I mean, sorry, I should have said even to work in pretty much every industry, hospitality, the police, military, healthcare, you all require um, double, you know, to be double jabbed and boosted. If you don't have the latest booster, then you'll be fired. I mean, it's just, it's madness. And this is what the trouble is too with big pharma is that they they have they had big problems. This is going back where you know because they get their patents on um, you know the on a new drug, but it costs so much money for them to develop any new drug. So they were running into issues. Vaccines are this this way out for them where they don't have to pay for anything that goes wrong. There's no you know their their indemnity. Um, they're not liable for um, injuries. The and now I really see this. This is the new thing that's coming. Is it's vaccines will be treating everything. No, I'm not talk, just talking about contagion. It's diabetes. It's cancer. It's everything. And this is a lie. This is this is not. These these treatments are are terrible for us. And um, you know if we don't we don't stop it now. This is what's coming for us of this continually being in the system of getting vaccines and not just children, it's all of us, you know? Um, so, yeah. So in, for, as a doctor and with all the research that you've done and, and stuff, uh, for you, what do you do? You just keep yourself healthy with right foods, um, vitamins. What, what's kind of your regimen to say, hey, I'm not, I'm not, because are you worried about any of this stuff? Are, are you catching no. anything? You're not worried at all? I'm not worried for a second. I think it's all about the basics. So getting and really paying attention to this stuff too, getting the best food, the best nutrition you can, learning about what's where our food comes from, you know, because everything's sprayed these days with glyphosate. So just sourcing your best food that you can, um, sourcing the best water. Again, this is something that we just take for granted and um, it, it's very important making sure I take vitamin D during the winter um, because we don't get enough um, uh, sunshine in, in, in wintertime. Um, and, but making sure exercise, going outside every day, you know, having great social connections with people. Um, and I, for me, spiritual as well, um, having faith, having belief um, in something in a high power that's, uh, I think, is important for health. Um, yeah, uh, just general... Um, those are my kind of big ones, but the, I, I think Very it's cool. it's something that our grandparents taught us. <laughs> yeah. it's, there's no there's no magic. Avoiding toxins, you know, and I'm talking about, you know, trying to minimize things like alcohol, obviously cigarettes, our environmental toxins. Um, yeah, and and, and okay. then your body can take care of the rest. <laughs> yeah. So you believe that the body's got an amazing system, and if you look after your body you're not gonna have to worry. You don't need some kind of magic bullet or some kind of lab to keep you alive or we're all gonna die from some pandemic if we don't. You're not worried about that at all. Just stay healthy, be happy, and uh, you know, be skeptical of all the stuff that's, that's, that's coming in needles and tablets. You're exactly on it, yeah. That's, that's, that's everything. And um, yeah, the, 
our, our body has an amazing ability to heal and we almost i think we underestimate it of, of what we can do but um yeah i think yeah just being positive is very important as well so yeah not being not being scared of of germs and that's virus mania we talk about it so much and i think it's because it's crucial to to health the, they're not they're not our enemies they're our friends they're there to help us and um yeah we need we need microbes for life wow well thank you for being with us today this has been really interesting and uh, we'll talk again soon thank you so much leon it's a pleasure <laughs> return to reason is supported by our fans we are not handcuffed by advertisers or shareholders the need for media with integrity is more important than ever Consider becoming a partner and fueling the unheard truth by visiting returntoreason.tv.